Welcome, friends, once again to the Dr. Rob Empowerment Show. I do appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to what we have to say, where you will hear transformational, informational, and educational content to help you on your journey in living life in purpose, on purpose. So as I promised you earlier in the week, this week is a special week because it is the last week of February, and February is deemed as the uh, honoring of Black History Month. So during this week, I wanted to uh, tune in as much as possible this week with special guests who are legends in the making, Black history makers. And today is no exception of another great guest. He is the uh, founder, owner, and CEO of Schmidt Solutions of America. So everyone, please, let's welcome Mr. Benny Jones. Welcome. Thank you, Robert. Absolutely. Thanks so much for taking the time to tune in and, and be with us today. And um, let's just get right to it. So I, I, I asked you to join the show because um, you are a, a African-American male and I believe a Black history maker, legend in the making for what you have done, made the choice to do with your life and um, let's and how it affect other people's lives as, as far as being an employer and in the industry that you're in and making your mark as especially as an African-American male um, in this industry. So let's get into what exactly is that. So can you tell us a little bit about Risk Management Solutions of America? Um, yes, Risk Management um, is a, and we'll just kind of call it RMSOA if that's okay with you, but RMSOA is a full service insurance um, firm. And so we specialize in a, in a couple of areas doing both commercial insurance placement um, we deal with programs that, that we have developed over time. Um, we have developed software that provides back office type of services to the insurance industry. So we're, we're more than just a, your typical insurance broker, but we're, we're actually um, providing other services to the insurance industry. So we're not always right. the one that's up, up front, but we are generally um, an intricate part of what what's going on. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, honestly, I think the vast majority of people, when they hear insurance, automatically they think of the basic auto, your house or property, um, health insurance, life insurance. Uh, so, yeah, life insurance, standard uh, things that we deal with on the day to day as people, but. I don't think a lot of the majority of the population understands that insurance touches everything that exists pretty much. Um, I haven't found an, an industry that um, isn't ins that doesn't have insurance that touches it. Um, so exactly. We have looked at things and done things like trade credit insurance. So when you're um, shipping goods across a, into other countries, um, you need to make certain that they're going to pay you. It's very difficult if you think of like a Boeing or, or a organization that Caterpillar that ships major equipment and or steel and or goods to a particular country. And you can't necessarily just go and, and repossess that. 
um, as easily. So right. things like trade credit insurance, there's um, insurance for airports, there's insurance for fuel farms that that um, that supply the um, the planes with fuel. So there there's all types of insurance in addition to the home and auto. Um, there's directors, there's officers, every nonprofit needs to have. I was just meeting with a, a gentleman today who has developed a um, an application where um, taxi cabs actually utilize it to take people to and from the their doctor's appointments and or hospital visits. And so again, touching into insurance. And so there's, there's right. all kinds of insurance that is out there. Wow, wow. It's it, it, it's huge. And I don't think people, um, especially as we're, we're focusing on the Black History Month, the um, Black History Makers, um, especially the African-American community, I, I think the vast majority really don't understand and know all the opportunities that are available in this industry and um, the different aspects besides having a, a salesman or someone who has a, one of your storefront uh, franchise, all state or state farm type of location. But there's a whole lot more <laughs> behind the scenes uh, and a lot of more uh, career opportunities that uh, we aren't aware of. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, depending on, on what your, your desire, most of the time you find that African-Americans find themselves in two particular places within the insurance industry. They, they either go in as adjusters, claims adjusters, right. and or they will um, go in as underwriters. And so those are, are behind the scenes, um, if you will, type of, of positions. But there are things like actuaries. Um, there, I, I have a friend that's um, with Allstate, but he is he's with Allstate and he does he invests the money from the insurance company. So he's in a, a different unit and they probably have about 30 of those that, that work for Allstate and every insurance company does as well. And so and then there are, are things like um, the restoration company. So if you decide that you wanted to get into something outside of the normal sales and operations, whenever you see that there's a disaster these restoration companies, whether it be a fire or, or a major disaster, those companies go in and those become construction jobs. So every every, right. every kind of aspect, anything that you really want to get into, um, any career that you're looking for, you probably are going to be able to find an avenue within the insurance industry and or with an insurance company that can do that. Can do that. There's also a, a really big push for diversity and inclusion within the uh, within the industry, and so right. you know um, there there are things like nurses who maybe if you have a medical um, background you're looking at it and saying why well, I, I want to get away from the day to day patient care, but you can still do things like utilization review. It, it, there's there's a, a number of, of places that you can actually find yourself within the uh, within the industry. Along with, again, there's a, a major push for diversity and inclusion. And you know, I sit on 
on the, I actually chair the Diversity and Inclusion Council for, um, for the Big I, which is the Independent Agent Associations on a national basis. And that that is a, again, the, I work with a number of carriers, whether that be um, Allstate, there's State, well, State Farm is not a part of it. You have Allstate, you have um, American Family, you have Progressive, you have um, a whole, there's probably about 30 different companies that we work with that are collaborating to figure out how can they attract more minorities into and mainly um, into the industry? And then how are, how are they supporting them once they do attract them into the industry? How are they supporting them and helping them with their career? Mm, okay, all right. And, and as far as the approach is concerned in doing that, what is the best avenue that you've seen or experienced as far as recruitment? Um, is it high school level or going to college fairs type of thing or some type of uh, social media outreach to bring that awareness? Mm-hmm. What's the best or some of the best effective? Well, I, I would say that, you know, we're always looking for um, methods of being able to introduce. It would probably start with something like an invest. Invest was a collaboration of about I want to say about 30 insurance companies that developed a curriculum very similar to what you may have seen with the old um, DECA or any of those types of deals. So you can put that in a high school and it will introduce you to what the different, it'll help you actually um, determine where you want to go within the insurance industry and where you're best suited, but also it becomes kind of an introduction into the into the system, if you will, or into that, that particular okay. ecosystem. From there, they have apprenticeship programs, which, um, you know, organizations like an Aon, um, Zurich America, we have one at Risk Management Solutions as well. They, we bring high school, or we bring actually kids in, or I don't want to say kids, but because there's some that are, or in their late and second careers even, where we will um, put them through a curriculum at a community college. And from there, they are, they're actually paid during the time that they're going, they have benefits and they're guaranteed a job as they go through the, pro, um, through the program. So there, there's all sorts of avenues and there are tons of recruiters out there who their job is simply to go around um, and seek ways to find um, African-Americans who want to get into this industry. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Really great. And um, I think that would definitely be very beneficial uh, for uh, more, especially young African-Americans to to be exposed and to know that that's out, those opportunities are out there. Um, especially, I can imagine that the transition of those who have been in the industry, there's going to be some transitioning of retired people and all of that. So I'm sure there's going to be uh, quite uh, an openings, quite quite a bit of openings for opportunities for um, positions to be filled. And that that's a, a, a very valid point. Right now, the industry um, expects to lose probably about 60% of its 
um, of the talent that's currently um, within the insurance industry in the wow. next five years. The, the ben- there's one other little benefit that people don't think about with insurance. Um, during even the worst times, um, when we, you know, if you go back a few years when we had the um, recession, if, if you will, that uh-huh. the insurance industry, the market uh, for unemployment or the unemployment rate for the insurance industry was less than 2%. Wow. Well, okay. So there's always stability within it. Even during the pandemic and, and everything that's going on um, and the number of, of jobs that have been lost, you don't you don't find that within the insurance industry. So it, it is there no matter what. And and that's so if you're looking for stability, it's a great industry that's to be industry. into. Yeah, that's that's good. Very good tip to know. Very good tip to know. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, yourself. Just backing up a little bit, just to uh, understand how did you end up here? Okay, you are your family man. You've been uh, you're married. Yes. Uh, have children, and you've been married for how long now? Um, we're coming up on our fortieth year, actually. So, wow. so four oh, well, that's big celebration time and you have children and grandchildren correct um, yes i have um, three children I have one daughter my um, oldest is a daughter who's a teacher now and then um, one son who is in the insurance industry and then one son that is actually doing more security and, and then two grandchildren so wow so have your plate full in this time of your life and um you know, you've been in this industry for how long now? Um, actually, I got into it about 40 years ago. So it, it's right about the time oh, that um, okay. we got married. But, you know, I, I was thinking about um, that as you said it. Yesterday, I, I actually, I'm from Nebraska. I'm originally from Omaha, Nebraska. And um, the one of the scholarships that I got to go to college, it was only a $500 per year scholarship and then they would send you sometimes a little stipend was from the Buffett Foundation. So Warren Buffett, um, again, he's a a Nebraska, if you will, person. And so his wife had a foundation. And after school, after I got out of school, I thought, you know, the appropriate thing to do was to at least say thank you and take her flowers. I had an opportunity to sit with her and she talked about the insurance industry. Um, and mm-hmm. from there, it, it it had a bit of an appeal. Now, I will tell you, you know, again, I'm, at that time, I'm probably a, a, about a 19-year-old who was sitting there um, with a billionaire's um, wife and, and chatting in their sunroom about the insurance industry. And right. she started saying, you know, how within a, a period of less than 10 years, how many millions of dollars he had made within the insurance industry. I have not quite made it to the Warren Buffett state at this point in my career. Don't know that I'll get there, but at least, um, but it it sparked an interest in me um, to do it. And then I also had a couple of um, relatives that were were also in the industry, um, which kind of showed me 
you know what, this, this is something that I think I can do. And I like helping people too. And, I, and the thing that people don't really realize is that, you know, when you sell an insurance policy, um, you're selling it with the hope that nothing will, will ever happen. Well, things happen every single day. And if you, right. if you have a spirit of, of wishing to help individuals during their worst time, you know, tragedies within their lives, you're the person who can deliver that check and hopefully put them financially. You can't necessarily always do the emotional, but at least financially, you're able to put them back in a, a space in which they're, they're, they're made whole in that space from the financial side. The loss can be, right. can be more than financial, obviously, but it takes the burden off. Um, if you think of a funeral and, and there's life insurance, which helps to bury someone, or if a home happens to be damaged um, and the roof is leaking mm -hmm. and there's someone who's going to call, you can call and have them come over um, and deliver a right. check for you to fix that roof. That, that's, you know, along with the health and the workers' compensation, all of the other aspects of insurance, but you're really helping people get over tragedies within their lives. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So it's a service-based industry right. in helping people. Yeah, that's 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 really great. So you had exposure to it as a young person, and did you just from that and relatives that you said that you had or people that you knew in the industry? from being a young man in 19, speaking with Mrs. Buffett, uh, did you just decide I'm gonna start my own business or was there a journey to get um, There was a journey, there was a journey. I, I decided that, um, you know, I, I went the corporate route. I started as a claims adjuster with an organization that um, they hired you as long as, as long as you didn't have any experience. They wanted to train you their way. And so, you know, I don't mind saying it was Liberty Mutual back at, at that time, they brought you to Chicago. They brought everyone into Chicago or different training areas. They trained you for a, a period of time and then they, they put you into a field office. Um, from there, I went into what was known as a managing general um, underwriter, which means that it's a company that um, has the insurance paper and they act as an insurance company but they really are, they're not, they're not taking the actual financial risk. And there to a corporate job and ultimately um, as a claims manager for about 19 states. And, and then from there, I, I just decided it was time to, um, to move, move on. And mm -hmm. if I'm very truthful about it, um, we, we got into a, a debate over diversity and inclusion at that company. And I won't, won't name them so that I'm not defaming a, any particular company, but that company and I, they gave me an a opportunity to promote from within. I took the opportunity to promote people of color. Um, mm -hmm. And at a point they, they thought that that was too many, that I had promoted more than um, than there should have been, I guess is the way I want to look at it. And so we, we right. agreed to part ways. And from there, yep. I asked my wife if it was okay if I, um, if I gave it a shot. 
at doing something on my own. Had a pretty good friend who was um, already in business and he was, he was in the insurance industry. And every day he would call me and he would ask me what was my plan. And, mm, um, okay. and then from there, you know, just kind of continued to grow and, and kind of find where we, where we found our place. But, you know, it worked out well. It has worked out well. Nice, nice. So that's, that's awesome. And, and of course, having that support to come home and say, hey, guess what? I'm not working. I wanted to start my own business and to have that and to see the results of that. Um, so now you are in a position of you are an employer. Mm -hmm. And how does that, um, what is your, your, your standard or the sense of, of obligation? I don't want to say obligation, but a sense of responsibility as far as the same philosophy like you just mentioned about what caused uh, you to have to part ways with the, the previous company, but what's your sense of responsibility towards the African-American community in reference to how you employ? So there, there's two things. I'm unapologetically a black man. I'll, I'll say mm -hmm. that. Um, from an employment standpoint, I, I indicated that um, I would always employ with fairness. And so right. the fairness being you want the best um, talent that you your money can can buy, if you will. If you if you buy you're asking a person to work with you, you're looking for the best talent that you can possibly find. But also looking um, at what potential happens to be versus what is, you know, on paper. And then well, okay. we have taken chances on, on people who've had no experience um, and they have found themselves in, in a great career. Um, mm -hmm. We've, there has been more than just simply African-Americans who have worked with us. Um, and right. we have, you know, that's been good as well. I think that there, you can't um, push for diversity and inclusion and then exclude. And exactly. the one thing that I, I often say is that you can't take also politics out of um, out of the workforce. Unfortunately, um, you know, if it was just me and me alone, I would argue with myself at times. So I think politics have a a way of creeping in. But at the end of the day, being fair and giving a person an opportunity, regardless of what their race happens to be. I think that that's the mm -hmm. that's kind of what I've I've always strived to do is is to see if I if I can again hire the best talent that that's out there, give people opportunities right. who I think have basic skill sets if they're willing to if they're willing to learn, and and then go from there. That's but it's it's been. Sounds like a great place. Sounds awesome. I like that. I like that. Now, as far as the atmosphere that you try to create or the type of company um, that you, your brand, you know, <laughs> what, what is the brand of RMSOA and, and the legacy in which you want to um, have that continue beyond you um, as far as why you wake up every day 
and why do you do what you do and the sacrifices that you and I'm sure your family has had to make over the years. Um, what's the legacy you want to leave? Uh, I want to leave a, a mark. Um, one of the things that I, I looked at years ago, I said, you know, no matter what industry you were looking at, um, there, there was no African-American firm that I could pinpoint that had what I consider market share. And then when I say that, you know, people say, well, you have, you had Ebony and you had Jet. And I said, and they had a, a major portion of the African-American market, but if you, if you took their earnings and compared those with um, their peers, if you, if you took away the African-American um, aspect of that company, where would it fall within the, um, ranking of what it, it was able to do. And I think they've done some great things. So don't think that I'm, I'm looking down on anyone who's been there. But I've always had this dream of being able to leave the industry with a tool and or a um, service that has the um, ability to be spread out on a national basis and possibly even international. And so that, that would be my, that would be my, if they say parting legacy of what I would want to leave with the industry, but I want to leave it in, in the hands of people, um, who understand the struggle that it, it takes for a minority firm to, to actually make it, um, talked to a friend of mine the other day who I hadn't talked to in probably 15, 20 years at, at this point. And I asked her if she was looking at selling her, her business. She's also in the insurance industry, has um, been successful up in the DC market. And she said, you know, I, I am Vinny, I'm, I'm ready to, to leave, but I, I gotta find a minority who I can hand this baton to. And seeking okay. seeking an opportunity to do that um, would would probably be my 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 goal. The other thing that um, I would like to see happen is that you know creating the environment where employees would want to take over that business and, and see mm -hmm. it to okay. to whatever. Whatever heights it has the ability to go to during their tenure, um, right. be able to just kind of watch it go from from there. Um, that that would be ideal for me. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. So, um, sounds like you got, even though you've been in the industry for several decades, so what, four yeah. decades now. Um, you sound like you still got a lot more in you to go, a lot more things to accomplish and in, in, in establishing your mark. I know uh, you probably can do it within working. Sounds like a person who, who works smart and not hard. So, and, and whether you reach the level of Warren Buffett, I hope that you definitely get close to it. Um, but before we close out, can you just give some words of advice, wisdom, encouragement to the listeners who may not uh, be sure about 
what they want to do in life or what they want to do with their lives as far as career or something, um, goals in life or what to do. Even though we've, we've, we've been talking about the industry of insurance, there's still principles that are across sure. the board um, in, in living life in, in your purpose, on purpose. So if you can, just share some words of wisdom uh, to those people who need that extra boost, a little kick in the backside to get getting. There, there, there are a couple of things that I, I think are, are just kind of important. First off, find something and think of what it is that you would do if they didn't pay you for it. If you can, mm-hmm. if you can figure out what is it that I love to do so much that even if I didn't get paid for it, I probably still do it. And I think that business is that for me. Um, it has always been that for me. So if you can find that, then, then even when it's going to get tough, because anything that you do, you're going to have some, um, some ups and downs, no matter what it just, it's, it's part of life and the, the journey of life. Right. But, you know, something that even on those bad days, tomorrow you wake up and you say, okay, well, I, I got another shot at it. So I'll, I'll, it'll get better. That, that's the first thing. The second thing is um, a friend of mine told me years ago, he said, whatever industry you're in, there should be at the end of the day, at the end of your career, enough evidence to convict you as being a part of that industry. And to me, what that, that said is that, you know, anyone can um, become an insurance agent. But if you decide that you're going to be a good agent or if you're going to be a good adjuster, if you're going to be a good window washer, whatever that might be, find find a way to study the science of it and, and what why you're doing it and what the benefits happen to be. So study. study. And again, if you can find what you love and then you're studying doesn't it's not hard anymore because you're doing something that you love the last thing is is be committed to yourself um recognize that you know um sometimes people used to say back in in my early days you, you had to wear a certain um attire to work it's it's relaxed a lot more now but you know, I used to say if you were a postman, you had to wear a postal uniform. And so if I had to put on a tie, I had to put on a tie as part of the uniform. It didn't change who I was. And then last but not least, um, be willing to help someone else get to where you're at. Don't, okay. don't be afraid to position and help them get there. Even I don't care what job you're on. Because the only way that you ever position yourself for promotion is to have someone already trained, or the best way anyway, is to have someone already trained to take that position from you. So that when you can take on right. the next one, of which I also tell people, be willing to do part of that job before they actually give you the job. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well, there you have it. Sound advice there. 
Well, there you have it, folks. That's sound advice from CEO, founder, president of Risk Management Solutions of America. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. It's been very enjoyable and insightful. And uh, I truly hope that all the listeners who do have the opportunity to hear it uh, will receive some kind of inspiration, insight, and um, you know, a, a push forward to get on out there and do their purpose and also uh, possibly get into the industry. So tell people before we go uh, how they can find you as far as the company website, uh, if you don't mind sharing Not at all. Um, the website is, is rmsoa.com. And and my I, I don't mind even giving my email out because there there are mentors that are out there waiting to um, to mentor people to come into the industry, and so they can find me at bjones at rmsoa.com. Wonderful. So that's b as in Benny Jones at rmsoa.com website www.rmsoa.com. Simple enough. All right. Well, thank you once again for being my guest today. Thank you, listeners, for listening in. This is another segment of the Black History Makers Week, Legends in the Making. And I hope that you are listening, taking this information in, uh, being inspired and just moving forward in in your life because we have one life to live and you definitely got to make your mark. And as Mr. Jones said, you want to make sure that you live a life in a way that there's evidence that you were here. All right. Thank you. Have a blessed week and tune in to the next show. Thank you. Thank you.